Thank you for joining this entrepreneurship mini-series discussion by Marketing Management and Money. Go to our profile to learn even more about the three pillars of small business success, marketing, management, and money. All right, friends, here we go. This is a discussion with marketing management and money. We are going to be looking at the topic of messaging and your small business. Now, it's really easy to get confused in the world of marketing in your small business because we have so much going on, right? We have so much to check off our our daily to-do lists and, and everything we're thinking about in the next couple of days or week or month. It's always just chaos. And messaging, figuring out what to say, how to say it, and when to say it is not always a priority and it can seem daunting. But we're going to take the next couple of minutes and simplify that down for you so you can get it right and get it out there and it doesn't have to be a daunting task on your to-do list. So I have a couple of rules that I want to run through and a couple of exercises that will take you through your messaging as a small business and provide you some clarity around what you need to do to get it right. Okay, so rule number one is that it's not about you, it's about them. Everything that you do with your messaging, you need to be constantly questioning, am I making this about me or is this actually about them? If you ask a question from your perspective, you need to be rethinking that and ask that same question or try to come up with a similar question that's from their perspective. How are they thinking? What are they thinking about? And how are they thinking about it, right? And so, okay, exercise number one comes in right on the heels of that. And if it's really easy, if you have existing customers, it becomes a little bit more difficult if you don't have any sales just yet. But if you do have existing customers, you're going to be taking a look at and identifying your top customer or your best customer. If this is multiple, uh, by all means, grab as many as you can. Kind of try to follow the 80-20 rule here. Uh, 80% of your revenue will come from 20% of your customers. So take a look at that top 20% and figure out what they're all about, who they are, why they purchase, what kinds of things they're purchasing, whether that's a product or a service. It's also helpful to figure out who your customer isn't. So if you have people that are constantly popping up on your radar, but never purchasing, that's a good type of person to look at and say, why aren't they purchasing and, and avoid them if you can. Once you have your customer identified, you can kind of delve into the way that they speak and their mannerisms and why they're going after what they're going after. And, and you as a small business owner, you want to be taking notes on that. You want to be copying as much of that as you possibly can so that when you reiterate it back to them, it's familiar. It's something that they're comfortable with. And as we all know, if we're familiar with something, if we're comfortable with something, we're more likely to pursue it and, or in this case, buy it, right? It comes back to almost an evolutionary standpoint where we're taking shortcuts to survive and thrive and familiarity in our minds, in our brains, is one of those shortcuts. All right, so moving on to rule number two, you must have a conversation with your top customers. Now, I highly recommend that you have multiple conversations with multiple customers. The more, the better, right? And again, you're talking about your top customers. You don't want to be looking at your customers who have purchased from you once six years ago, right? You want to be looking at those customers who are regularly purchasing from you and are completely satisfied or highly satisfied with your products or services. Now, we're going to be looking at this second exercise. And again, remember, this is all about their perception, not yours. So you look at 
some of these questions that you want to be able to ask to gain insight on or to discover their problems and their feelings. A couple of examples that I'm going to throw out there that will help get you started are what products and services are they after? Are there products or services that they deliberately do not pursue? And then what is their wish list? If they could have anything they wanted from you, what would that be? And how close are you to providing that in their eyes? Right. And again, so this is from their perspective. If you say, oh yeah, we could totally do that. We're right on the verge of doing that. But from their perspective, their vantage point, they're like, nah, you, you have a little bit to go to be able to get there. You need to listen to that. That is a very valid piece of feedback, an important piece of feedback that will get at the heart of your, what your messaging should be. If you have existing customers and you're able to have this com- these conversations with them, or if you don't have customers and you are able to narrow in who your target market is or who you think they are and have these conversations with them, you want to have them describe in their own words the solution that you provide, why they chose your solution over other options, and their results from your solution. And again, this this applies whether this is a product or a service. So this leads us into rule number three, which is talk the way they talk. So you're going to take these conversations that you've had, you're going to take this feedback that you've gotten, um, the ways that they've described in their own words, these different key elements of, of your small business, and you're going to categorize these words and phrases. You're going to look for repeated words or phrases that come up. And literally, this is where the, the, the phrase keywords comes from because these are the key words and or phrases that your customers use when describing your business. So you're going to take these and count which ones are most frequent. And then you're going to take those words and phrases and you're going to start to draft your message. So these words or phrases that you're putting together should address the problem, solution, and the competitive advantages you offer and the results they will get by choosing your solution or competitive advantage. And again, this is in their words, not yours, from their perspective, not yours. I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but that's super, super important. All right, now we are on to the last and final rule, test in person. It's so so important that you're able to get in front of your customer and see how they're reacting or responding to your messaging as they're discovering it for the first time, because there are going to be little subtle nuances that you will notice in person that you won't notice over the phone or over an email or over a text message or snail mail, if you will. <laughs> but you'll you'll be able to dial in those those facial expressions and the tones in their voice, the body movements, when they really get excited about something or if they're just kind of like, yeah, that's cool, I like it. And if they say, yeah, that was really cool, I like it, but their body language is telling you otherwise, that's something super important to note because oftentimes we as consumers don't know what we want or what we don't want until we actually have it or we have it so often that we forget how important it is to us. So it's really key to be there in person and discover what is the most important to them and the best way to say it. So once you've done all these things, your messaging will be dialed in. You will have better messaging than you've ever had before in your small business. And you will have key messaging. You'll be able to deliver to your future customers in a way that they will relate to and be familiar and comfortable with, which will drive sales. Happy messaging. And we will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.